Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. tuning in tonight. Great to, to be on board. Get on the lines. Give us a call. 347-838-9815 is the number to call if you want to discuss everything going on in the world of professional wrestling. You can check us out on Facebook, facebook.com slash The Ken Reedy Show. Again, that is facebook.com slash The Ken Reedy Show. Head on over there right now because, uh, you know, we got a lot of stuff we got to talk about. Right now, over there on the Facebook page, we want to know your thoughts on the on the midway point, who you think the wrestler of the year so far is. And that's across the board, across all companies, you know, whatever you're into, we want to know your wrestler of the year. So check that out on our Facebook page. We also want to know your thoughts on what Global Force Wrestling and what their impact is going to be on the world of professional wrestling. So head on over there to Facebook dot com slash the Ken Reedy Show. Get your opinion out there because those are some of the things we're going to be discussing tonight. You can check us out on Twitter. Our Twitter handle is at the Ken Reedy Show. So follow us on Twitter over there and our website, the Ken Reedy Show dot com. That is the Ken Reedy Show dot com. We got blogs, pictures, fan pictures. Uh, we got a whole bunch of neat stuff, and you can listen to the show through the website. So check us out at thekenreedyshow.com. Also, check us out on iTunes. On the iTunes, we are part of the wonderful family, 1640 PWPR. Again, that is 1640 PWPR. Head on over to iTunes, search 1640 PWPR, and subscribe. You can subscribe for free. And the cool thing is that what we're all about is, is a bunch of, of different wrestling podcasts uh, that are out there. So you can get uh, different opinions about lots of different stuff around the business, the majors, the independent scene. So 
you want to head over to iTunes, subscribe for free. I cannot stress enough, subscribe for free on iTunes. Get on board with 1640 PWPR. I mean, our show is on there. Some great shows like Blading for Truth, The Top Rope Report, uh, King Firehawk, New Surge, just to name a few. So head on over there, subscribe, be a part of the 1640 PWPR family. And if you think you got what it takes to broadcast with us, to be really part of the family, well, you can you can get your show on 1640, but, you know, we're not taking just anybody. So message us. You can message us on this show. You can message King Firehawk. Head on over to 1640 Facebook page. Message us there. Uh, give us a sample of your podcast. Give us a little sound bite, something uh, you know we can we can listen to and sink our teeth into, and then we'll let you know if you got what it takes to be part of the 1640 family. Uh, but we are doing a massive talent search to to continue to improve uh, the product that we're putting out there. 1640 PWPR, and there are so many things to talk about tonight. Um, uh, the wrestling landscape, it seems like, as of late, is changing almost on a daily basis. And uh, to try to, to just make heads or tails out of, out of any, anything and everything that's going on in the world of professional wrestling, couldn't do without my tag team partner on the line. Dave is here. Dave, how are you doing this evening? Just like it is tonight, it's a hot summer evening. So is the wrestling landscape. And there is plenty, plenty to discuss that I will help you, as well as our listeners, dissect right here tonight. All right. I got it. Before we get into, like, all the the, the stuff, I mean, there's lots of things going on in in the wrestling world. And, and, you know, it really is an amazing time period um, that it just seems like almost on a daily basis that, you know, the landscape is changing, companies are changing, contracts are are jumping from one company to another. It's just been been a, a, a wacky a few months in 2015, and I don't doubt that, you know, five, six, ten years down the road, you know, we may, may very well look back on 2015 as, a, you know, a watershed year in the wrestling business, that, that perhaps that was when the wrestling business really changed to what it might be in the future. Who knows? There's so many things we got to get into, but before we get into that, I have to, I just, I, I, I got to rant a little bit, because I've been chomping at the bit, and I, and I don't want to beat a dead horse here because last week we gave you our feelings we criticized tough enough uh not big fans of the present incarnation of tough enough but i you know i gotta i was so irritated at the end of last week's episode now i i'll tell you this much i thought the second episode was better than the first full disclosure i thought it was a better episode than the first one i'm not saying it was a good episode but i thought it was better I enjoyed Billy Gunn going off on, on uh, the belt sinking to, to the bottom of the swamp. Um, but the one thing that is really bothering me, and, and it's gotten worse and worse with the what the WWE is, and the WWE should honestly be ashamed of what they're doing. And Dave, you brought up the point last week with Tough Enough, and it, was, it couldn't have been more apparent. It was like you're, you're prophesizing that when you do a show like this, could you get guys that have a background in wrestling could you get guys that, that kind of know what they're doing, that know a little bit of, about pro wrestling? I, I was so angry and disgusted and so happy that Alexander was the guy that was eliminated. For a guy to be on a show 
to, to get a WWE contract. And one of the things that I have loved about the WWE and them owning everything, and, and I know it's a double-edged sword with everything that they own, all the, the rights to, to footage and what have you, but I think having all of that stuff in one place has really made it so abundantly clear and snapped into focus how rich the history of pro wrestling is and how, how great the history of pro wrestling is. And in going back and, and looking at the stars and, and watching the, the guys that came before you and the, you know, going back and watching Hogan and watching the guys that inspired Hulk Hogan and watch the guys who inspired them. And it's just, it is a business unlike any other business in the world. And I am fascinated by this business. And, you know, to, to watch a guy on the show that not only does not know the history, but justifies not knowing it. I mean, it's one thing if you, look, we all have a certain amount of spare time. Obviously, Alexander spends a lot of time in the gym, so maybe he doesn't have all the time in the world to go back and watch his archive footage. I get it, all right? But to sit there and justify not knowing and stating that I don't have to know, I just have to be good at it now, was just so appalling to me that, not, that this guy was on Tough Enough that he was on WWE programming, and he, he actually at, was within an earshot. He, he had a shot at getting a contract with the WWE. It was just appalling. And when I think about the show that we do here, and we've had independent guys like Steve Off and Ricky Reyes and, and Andrew Anderson that would kill at the opportunity to, that this guy had, guys that know the business, know the history of the business, and, and are living and breathing and bleeding the business right now and would kill for an opportunity like that to give someone like this just because he might have a decent physique is, is just it, – it just bothered – it bothered me so much. And even doing – you know, we do our little show here because we're so passionate about pro wrestling. And, you know, my co-host has, has more knowledge. Dave has more knowledge in his little pinky and as far as the history of the business – than this guy does, who's got a shot at a WWE contract. It, it just, it, it's insulting to us as fans. It's insulting, honestly, to the business, which it, it's staggering that that's coming off of WWE television. And it was just something like after I watched the show, I, I, I wish I had a microphone at that moment, and I just could have, like, I should have probably just jumped on and said, I'm, I'm doing a 10-minute rant on, on Tough Enough. But it was just killing me after I watched it. And I'm just going to let it go at that. But shame on the WWE for putting a, a guy on there that just does not respect the history of this business. And that that's all i got to say about that. Well, you know, when, when, when I watched it, I looked over at my fiance Nikki, and I said to her, he's going to get cut. He's the one that's going tonight. He'll be in the bottom three, and, and he'll cut him. Why? Because the internet wrestling community who shits all over everything. They hate themselves. That's how much they shit all over things in the wrestling business. Okay. They will make it a point to have to, to, to be in control of that vote. If they're not in control of who gets a push on TV, they'll make sure they get in control of who votes or of, of voting this guy off. And that's what, you know, people, viewers in the audience did. They voted this guy off because he had a lack of respect for the industry and for the people that are in the industry and the fans that love the industry known as professional wrestling. And it goes back to a, a report I read recently about um, Triple H, who, as we all know, is making a transition into being, um, you know, into, into eventually someday him and his wife Stephanie will be running things that they've been stepped down or 
you know, he ultimately, you know, unfortunately passes away. And Triple H has made some, we've seen things that Triple H has implemented into WWE that's been for the better, that's been positive. And, of course, his baby, his crown jewel, since he's been put in a position of power, has been NXT. And what he has done with NXT is he has helped take girls, the divas, who have, I would say, for the better part of a decade, have been seen as a joke and a bathroom break on WWE television. He has taken those girls, and he has made those girls matter. He's made the, the women's wrestling down in NXT matter, and he wants to, that to translate over to the main roster. So the report I've been hearing is that he wants Charlotte and Sasha Banks up to the main roster. Even Vince. Vince is on board with it. Vince just recently saw his first NXT show live and in person the WrestleMania weekend in San Jose when they did that, you know, that, that 5,000, you know, uh, seat arena. And he was so impressed with it. He was, he was, he was so proud of Triple H. The reports I've read, he was so impressed with it that he just, you know, he kind of lets Triple H do whatever he wants with that. Well, he wants the girls up on the main roster too. Here's the problem. There's one individual who has been a part of, you know, this operation and has, and has produced WWE television for, I would say, probably the last 30-some-odd, maybe even close to 40 years, Kevin Dunn. Some people are familiar with him. Kevin Dunn has produced some great television for WWE over the years. But Kevin Dunn is completely against having those two girls up on the main roster. Why? Because they're not supermodel types. And to me, I think that's appalling. I think the talent shines through more than the look in some cases, okay? And I think that translates over to what we're seeing on Tough Enough right now. If Kevin Dunn's got anything to do with what's going on with Tough Enough, which I'm sure he does, because he's been involved in previous tough enoughs, then I think it, it, it's appalling that they get guys, yes, maybe some guys that have good looks, that look like they could make a million bucks and make some money for WWE over the years, but bring the guys who are passionate enough, because at least you know you'll get 100% effort and you'll have guys that will want it and will and you might get, they may not look exactly like the person you want them to look on television, but they will probably produce better results than somebody that you're going to have to train to actually like professional wrestling. And I think that's what's wrong with WWE, and it's been an issue for the, for the better part of a decade, is that they look and rely more on people that just have a look as opposed to people who are passionate about the business. I understand at the end of the day it's a television show and it's a cosmetic industry, but you, 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 you run the risk of shooting yourselves in the foot sometimes when you, when you bring guys like this on, when you, when you bring people that just do it for a payday or just do it to get on TV or just do it to catapult themselves into a different profession. And to me, I think we're starting to see some of that change with Triple H involved, and hopefully that changes as time goes on. I, I couldn't agree more. I mean, I, you know, and, and it's funny, man. I mean, look, I, I, I dig some eye candy. I mean, look, I'm, I'm a full-blooded, heterosexual American male. I get it. You know, I mean, I, I, I dig staring at, at hot chicks. I mean, I get But I'm, I'm also a wrestling fan. And there, there is like, a, you, know, you know, a mix. You know, you, you can have like the, the sexuality with, with a valet. Um, you know, if you want to bring in that kind of sexuality piece, I get it. Sex sells. Um, but I think what you're seeing most with, with wrestling fans, like, we, we don't want to take a bathroom break uh, with the Divas. I mean, we want to see good female wrestlers. I mean, as wrestling fans, you go back far enough. Um, you know, we, we, we love Trish Stratus and, and, and Lita going at it. I mean, we, we enjoy seeing good female wrestling. And, uh, 
You know, you, you hope. I mean, everything that Triple H has done so far and everything you hear, and granted, everything you take with a grain of salt, um, is, is you like what you're seeing out of Triple H. Uh, the things that Triple H is getting credit for as far as his behind-the-scenes work, uh, you got to give Triple H all the credit in the world. And you, and you hope that, um, you know, the WWE continues to, to evolve, uh, you know, in this positive direction. As, you know, the, the whole business seems to be evolving. And, David, it, it's interesting because, uh, like I said uh, earlier in the open, it's, it seems almost like the, the evolution of the wrestling business as a whole, uh, the changes that are, that are happening are, are seemingly, in, you know, on a daily basis. And uh, you hear good stuff, you hear bad stuff. I mean, obviously a lot of the stuff you hear from behind the scenes in TNA are, are, are not the best things. Global Force Wrestling, Jeff Jarrett really out there, um, putting that company out there, making a, a name for it, um, you know, uh, it, it's getting some mainstream traction without mainstream media assistance as of yet. Uh, you know, he's out there on, on TNA. He's out there on Impact Wrestling. And, and you know, it, it seems like there's going to be a talent swap. Who knows? There's, there's rumors circulating that, uh, you know, Jeff Jarrett is looking to buy out TNA. Um, is this a partnership? Who knows? But, you know, it seems like every day you're hearing about guys in TNA that are quote-unquote jumping ship um, and heading over to Global Force. And, and one guy i got to tell you, Dave, that I absolutely, I, I'm a big fan of. Um, you know, I don't know if we'll ever see him on WWE television, um, but I think Bobby Roode is just such a talented individual. He's up there. I mean, he's 38 years old, so he's, he's getting up there in years. Um, you know, I think he could come over and do a lot of good in NXT. I love his tag team, uh, the Dirty Heels of Austin Aries. I can almost see them as a tag team on WWE programming. Um, but we see Bobby Roode has uh, his his intentions as of right now is to go after the Global Force Wrestling Heavyweight Championship. Well, you know, what's interesting about not only Bobby Roode joining Global Force Wrestling, but this partnership between TNA and Global Force Wrestling is that you know, the the irony in that Jeff Jarrett was kind of pushed out of TNA, the company that he founded, and he starts a new company, and the company that he founded is, 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 is in dire straits, and they look to him to help him out, and he's no longer with them anymore. And it's it's very ironic, the, 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 the situation that, you know, both groups are in currently right now in the wrestling business. And uh, from what I'm hearing... It's a talent swap. I mentioned it in my Day 5 News report last week. It's a talent swap. There are rumors that Jarrett might buy control or majority control of TNA. But as of right now, that's not the case. From what I'm hearing, he might need some investors to do that, and that might take a little bit. Um, it was rumored a few years ago he, him and Toby Keith, country music star Toby Keith, were going to buy the company, but that didn't work out. Um, as far as the, this talent exchange goes, um, and I mentioned it in my report last week, TNA is cutting back on guaranteed contracts in, in a way. They're going to pay guys per diem. So they had released James Storm. They had released Magnus. But you'll still see those guys on TNA television. If their schedule allows it, they will be paid a per diem. There's probably maybe just a handful of guys that TNA is going to um, you know, keep under guaranteed contracts. Big names like Kurt Angle, the Hardy Boys, uh, possibly Bully Ray. There's rumors that he had... Um, you know, appeared at the recent tapings. I'm not going to spoil anything, but I'm sure that he would be under some kind, some kind of guaranteed deal given his name, his, name, his big name. Um, but Root is still employed by TNA. 
His contract hasn't run out yet. He's just going to work for Global Force. And the rumor is that a lot of the guys are going to be working the next set of uh, Global Force, the first Global Force wrestling television tapings. The interesting thing here is is that Global Force still hasn't announced a television deal yet. And they're taping television in three weeks in Las Vegas for their debut. So I don't know exactly what's on the table, if they're going to be a part of Destination America. Another rumor that has come out recently is that Jarrett is looking to get involved with Destination America to have a time slot and maybe possibly be a part of that wrestling block. But the numbers haven't been great right now with both Ring of Honor and TNA. Granted, it's been a holiday weekend, so you know sometimes the numbers differ when it's when people are traveling and away on vacation. But overall, I like the positive news and the positive vibe that's coming out of TNA because it's been all negative lately. And I think a talent swap, I think it's a great idea. Jared said in an interview recently, how can I not go to TNA with a company named Global Force Wrestling? He's reached out to everybody. New Japan Pro Wrestling he's got an alliance with. AAA out of Mexico. All over Europe, he's got some of the top organizations that he's involved with where he's going to swap talent. Who knows if he goes to Ring of Honor? I don't have a clue, but he's gone to TNA, and it's a smart business move. Why? Because he's not an established brand yet. Yes, TNA, in, in most fans' eyes, are a damaged brand, but they are established nonetheless for the television deal. So what does he get to do? He swaps talent, and he gets to go on their television show with a Global Force Wrestling t-shirt and promote his brand of wrestling for 500, 700,000 people that watch Impact Wrestling every week. Free advertising. I think it's a smart move. I think it's going to help Global Force when they get to their first television taping and, and, and debut their brand of wrestling. But I'm liking the talent swap, and I think it's definitely that something is different. Jim Ross said it in his blog recently, if you can get Global Force and TNA and Ring of Honor to check their egos at the door and all work together to swap talent, they could be viable to getting more viewers to f- go on to Destination America to watch their programming as well as helping launch the Global Force Wrestling brand. So I'm excited about it all. I mean, I've watched some recent episodes of Impact and they, they, they haven't been bad. Ring of Honor, I'm still getting the use to the, the, the talent on there and I'm really excited to see what Global Force has got coming. It's, it's definitely an exciting time in the business with all the different options. It's not going to be the Monday Night Wars in the 90s, but I'm telling you I think with all these alternatives, you're going to have the, the, the talent pool among all companies in the industry is loaded, and it's, and it's, and it's good for the fans in general. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's one of those things where it's like cautious optimism, you know, for me. Um, you're right. I mean, the interesting thing about TNA, and, and we, we've been negative. I mean, a lot of the press has been negative, and, uh, you know, it's been tough. And, and this past week, you know, I watched uh, Impact start to finish. And to be honest, I haven't watched Impact start to finish in quite some time. I thought it was pretty good. And and the thing is, you know, what TNA has always had, uh, t- to me, almost from, from the get-go, and, and I've said this before on the show, and, and, and I've gotten flack for it, but I do think that TNA, as far as their ability to compete with the WWE, um, you know, they can't compete on production value. They can't compete... Uh, you know, basically on any level. But I'll tell you, match for match, uh, you know, once you get between the ropes, TNA's got some great workers, you know, and they'll they'll give you a two-hour show of quality matches. Um, you know, and I'm talking about matches. I mean, sometimes the finishes can be questionable in certain matches. Uh, the storylines, the writing, the creative, 
uh, the ending of storylines, all that stuff, yeah, that's where TNA drops the ball. Um, but the in-ring work has always been good. And for, for Jeff Jarrett to say, hey, you know what, yeah, I'm going to tap into that, uh, it's, it's a very smart business move. And, and it's just one of those things where, like, I'm, I'm really on the fence here that, like, you know, I could see Global Force uh, being, you know, a huge success. And, and really, you know, kind of figuring out a way to check egos and, uh, you know, like we've said before, like almost becoming a, a modern-day version of the NWA where, like, Global Force is almost like the governing body, um, but these other companies are under the umbrella. Um, so they're, they're kind of their own entity, but at the same time, they're part of um, Global Force. Um, who knows? Um, but it's like, like I'm right there on the fence, like 50-50. I'm, I'm excited. I'm cautiously optimistic. But I also could see it crashing and burning. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm trying to keep my optimism going, and, and I'm really hoping that these guys can, uh, you know, can all check their egos and work together. And the thing is, I don't think that they'll ever get to, like you said, Dave, I don't, we're never going to see the Monday Night Wars again. Um, I think it's going to be very difficult for any company um, you know, to ever compete with the WWE ever again. I, I just don't see it happening unless, uh, you know, something happens uh, within the, the, the financial infrastructure of the WWE that causes them to, you know, if, if Uncle Vince decides to invest in some Madoff scheme and, uh, you know, that winds up like they lose a ton of money, uh, you know, maybe then they'll be ripe for the pickings. But unless something, like, really drastic behind the scenes happens, I don't see anyone really being able to compete with the WWE. However, if they they do check their egos and, and you see Global Force, uh, you know, kind of partnering with a number of different companies across the country, maybe even a couple of indie promotions around the, the country and, like, you know, around the, the Northeast and, uh, you know, the northern New Jersey area, like companies like PWS, um, and, and if Global Force winds up getting involved like that, um, I'm not saying that they will compete where, you know, there'll be a rival where they're rivaling the WWE for the top spot, but I think they might be able to compete as far as maybe taking some viewership and some fans, uh, a significant enough percentage where maybe the WWE has to take notice. But to me, that's best-case scenario. Best-case scenario is that they're able to put it together where – at least the WWE has to take notice. I don't think we'll ever see a rival for the, the top company. I mean, where, where do you, I'm curious, Dave, like, where do you think, you know, if, if you were going to play optimist, where do you see Global Force uh, making its impact in the, in the world of pro wrestling? Um, I think first outlook, I, I kind of see it going a similar route that TNA did in the early days. Not necessarily failure, but they're going to try their hand and see what talent works with their brand of wrestling. Okay, you're going to see a lot of try. I think you'll see a lot of trial and error, but I think you'll still see enough good in-ring quality action that will get people tuned in. And I think that's why also they are partnering up with a lot of different organizations so that they have that the resources of you know loads of talent. So. Um, I honestly, in today's wrestling world, I really don't know. I really don't know where they, where I see them optimistically. I see them around. I I don't ever see them. I could see them surpassing TNA, um, but if they're partnering with TNA, then uh, who knows? Maybe eventually Jarrett will buy TNA, and you know, he'll just eat up their talent. I really, truly 
don't know because there's been so much left unsaid in regards to Global Force Wrestling from Jarrett. I mean, he has taken baby steps with this. He went from announcing it the day after WrestleMania 30 to really just kind of keeping everybody in the dark. And I don't know if that was done on purpose or if that was done because he didn't have a, a, the proper game plan and how to set this up. I truly don't know. But a lot of things have been left unsaid about it. And this has been the most that, that the brand has been talked about recently because they've been partnering with a failing brand like TNA. So I can't really give you an answer, honestly, until I see the first actual wrestling program that is Global Force Wrestling. And that's just what makes it. I think that's kind of what makes it. You know, like I said, I'm right on the fence 50-50. Like, I could see it crashing and burning. I could see it being a huge success. I think that's part of the excitement and uh, the, the, the not knowing and to see exactly where they go. Um, on our Facebook page, and that's facebook.com slash the Ken Reedy Show, uh, we asked a question, and it was a multiple-choice question. Global Force Wrestling will, A, be a flash in the pan, probably go under within a year or two, B, have some moderate success, peak as the number two wrestling company, C, revolutionize the business, make Uncle Vince a little nervous. D, none of the above, and give your explanation of what you think will happen. What I found most staggering about uh, this question uh, was the inability of our fans to actually answer a multiple-choice question. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, um, Some some of the answers of this, now granted, it was A, B, C, or D, which only one of you actually gave me an answer there, but uh, I'll read off some of the answers. Um, <laughs> Come on. Our, our friend Mr. Trivia said, no one can compete with Uncle Vince. Well, with Vince McMahon. Uh, Scott Swinford said, Jarrett is going to surpass TNA, but he will never compete for number one. He has good wrestlers signed, and they're getting paid unlike TNA. Marcus Kane said, we'll likely pick the bones of TNA after that. I'd say not a whole not a whole lot, and the one person that knows what it's like to answer a multiple choice question, our friend Anthony Coppola, D, and I'll give my reason on the air later, which I am looking forward to getting to your calls, and we're going to get to your calls right after the break. Three four seven eight three eight nine eight one five. That is the number to call if you want to talk pro wrestling on this. The best in pro wrestling talk. Before we get to you, it is time for our break. As always, we do it this time each and every show. It is time right now for the Day 5 50-50 News Report. Hope you all had a great holiday weekend because now you're tuned in to the Day 5 50-50 News Report. Heard right here, right now. Top of the 7 o'clock hour on the Ken Reedy Show. The best. In pro wrestling talk brought to you in part by 1640 PWPR, your one stop shop for countless pro wrestling podcasts. Subscribe to us for free on iTunes. Search 1640 PWPR, and you too can listen to the groundbreaking pro wrestling podcast radio network that's got the industry buzzing. Now, on to the news. And our top story this week, in a follow up story from last week. Reports out suggested WWE Chairman Vince McMahon held a meeting with company officials and creative to discuss plans for next year's potential record-breaking WrestleMania 32 from AT&T Stadium in Dallas, Texas. This week, some new and conflicting details have come out, courtesy of the Wrestling Observer, about a few potential matches. 
in regards to Sting versus The Undertaker. This week, it's being reported that allegedly the chairman is now against the idea of the match for unknown reasons, as opposed to him being for it in my report last week. Apparently, McMahon has plans for Sting at the event, and those could be a possible induction into the 2016 WWE Hall of Fame class, since he's currently residing in the Dallas area. It's also being reported that McMahon hopes to have The Rock and Ronda Rousey versus Triple H and Stephanie McMahon in a mixed tag match at the event, possibly in the main event, or respective singles matches involving the four, if and only if Ronda Rousey is allowed by UFC President Dana White to compete. It looks as if both John Cena and Brock Lesnar's respective matches at WrestleMania are almost a lock but their opponents at this time have not been revealed by sources. One name who's not figured into the top matches for the big event is Daniel Bryan. With the uncertainty of his condition and if he will be able to return, officials do not want to take a chance writing him into a big storyline only to pull him due to his medical condition or potential of injury. Like in many of my previous reports, I can't stress enough that these plans are simply speculation and that plans could change within WWE Creative. Speaking of uncertainty, in my second story, with that being the case involving the status of Dolph Ziggler and WWE, the adult film company Brazzers has once again reached out to Ziggler about employment as an adult male film star. Ziggler had a brief exchange with their official Twitter account recently, And I'll keep this story brief by ending it, as I'm sure our listeners have lined up jokes for days as the potential titles of adult films starring the show-off. With the revolving door that has become TNA, there have been numerous reports out about contracts ending and not being renewed as a part of the new business model TNA has adopted with their talent roster. One name who's next on the list is Austin Aries, former TNA X Division tag team and world heavyweight champion, as his contract expired a week from yesterday at the Slammiversary pay-per-view event. This morning, Aries announced publicly that he will be making an appearance at a Ring of Honor event on the 17th of this month in Las Vegas, Nevada. The press release from Ring of Honor is advertising Aries' appearance with him addressing the Ring of Honor faithful audience, and it also indicates that he won't be holding anything back. With his appearance for Ring of Honor upcoming and the rumors that Ring of Honor is not looking to exchange talent with TNA, it looks as if right now he is one of the names not rumored to be a part of the Global Force Wrestling Talent Exchange with TNA going forward. And then my fourth story, someone who is staying for the time being with TNA Wrestling is one MVP. As he announced on his Twitter account today that per his TNA contract, He's allowed to take independent bookings, and that his deal ends in February of 2016. He also ended the tweet by mentioning that he hates flat scans, whatever that means. And, cap off this post-holiday edition of the Day 5 this week, a name our very own Ken Reedy is familiar with, and one that at one time used to carry prestige in the business. The NWA, the National Wrestling Alliance, has made it in the news this week by announcing their very own digital streaming service titled NWA Classics 24-7. The video footage is from famous Houston wrestling promoter Paul Bosch. 
the footage is, is comprised of action from the late 60s all the way to 1986. Names such as Nature Boy Ric Flair, Harley Race, Andre the Giant, the late great American Dream Dusty Rhodes, Kerry Von Erich, The Rock and Roll Express, Superstar Billy Graham, Jake the Snake Roberts, rare footage of a young Shawn Michaels before some people labeled him overrated, and countless other names will all be featured via the archived footage on this brand new digital streaming service. The subscription-based service is priced at $8.99 a month or $99 a year, which is equivalent to one free month for unlimited viewing access. The service is compatible with almost every online device, Apple iOS, Safari, Google, Android, Chrome, Chromecast, Mozilla Firefox, and more. For more information, head on over to nwaclassics.com. And just like all good things, this week's Day 550 News Report must come to an end. Tune in next week, same Day 5 time, same Day 5 channel, brought to you once again in part by 1640 PWPR, Pro Wrestling Podcast Radio Network. Catch us and so many other great pro wrestling podcast shows on iTunes by subscribing for free. Search 1640 PWPR and let the fun begin. Until next time, keep control of the pet populations and have your pets spayed or neutered. Ken, take it away, and good night, everybody. Good stuff, as always. You know, it's, it's amazing how, like, you know, again, I... I, I keep saying it but i just think that like we're in a really uh interesting era as far as pro wrestling and where the business is going uh interesting seeing a guy like austin aries um you know he's possibly you know whatever he's doing and i know like like, tna's contracts are changing not guaranteed contracts heading over to roh um you know nobody knows exactly what he's going to be doing there um but definitely interesting to see uh you know him heading over to roh what this could mean i really like you know again i watched um impact this past weekend uh this past weekend this past week uh the the uh, dirty heels uh i i love bobby Roode and, and austin aries and how they work together as as the dirty heels uh hell of a good match with the wolves um so i like what i've seen out of austin aries but now he's going on to roh which uh Again, it's that big question mark, you know, is is he going to be going back and forth? Is he going to just completely jump ship from TNA and go to ROH? But uh, definitely a very talented guy, and a guy also that, uh, you know, you wonder how many years he has left, 37 years old. Uh, you know, is this his last run? You know, how much farther can he go? Um, interesting stuff. Lots of question marks surrounding Austin Aries. You know, it's interesting that you mentioned that. 37 years old, how much longer does he have? It was four years ago that Austin Aries had applied for the Tough Enough gig when Steve Austin hosted the show, and he was turned down, and he almost retired from the business. And TNA called him and gave him another shot, and he got a contract, and probably his best run, at least as far as TNA goes, um, because he had wrestled a few times before. Um, I believe he kind of did a... uh, like a like a poor man's version of superstar Billy Graham, his character. He was Austin Star at one time, I think, uh, where he was tagging with like Alex Shelley. Um, but it, it, you know, world heavyweight champion. He was just a focal point of storyline. Some great matches with Bobby Roode. Um, some great matches with Jeff Hardy. His run with Bobby Roode as tag team champion. Um, the first go around, and then just more recently. Uh, so you know, Aries. I could see him just kind of about being everywhere. 
Japan, New Japan Pro Wrestling, I'm sure, would love to snatch him up. He's a very talented in-ring, in-ring performer. Who knows? You can maybe see him on Lucha Underground, another name that we haven't mentioned um, as far as the wrestling landscape goes. I could see him in Global Force Wrestling. I could see him work you know, periodically for TNA and Ring of Honor. I mean, the, the, the possibilities are endless for him. Hell, I could see him in NXT, too. Who knows? But Austin Aries, he can write, in my, in my opinion, he's one of the very few guys in the business that can write his own ticket. I, I truly believe that. That's how talented he is from bell to bell in the ring. His character, he's, I wouldn't say he's bland or vanilla, uh, but he's your typical guy of his size. That, that He doesn't really have much of a character other than his in-ring ability, and I think that's what works for him. Um, I think sometimes he tries too hard in his promos. His in-ring ability speaks for itself. So I love him. Uh, I love watching his work, and, uh, you know, Wherever I see him again, I'm sure it's going to be good stuff. Yeah, and it's interesting because with a guy like him, you know, I think it really, 100%, this guy can write his own ticket. Um, You know, I think it really depends on what's between his ears and what he's thinking as far as his future in the business. Like you said, when he almost retired, I mean, he was quoted as saying he didn't want to be Randy the Ram in 10, 20 years. You know, so here's a guy who is very conscious of, uh, what the wrestling industry, what the business can do to his body. Um, so who knows if he's looking for one last run. You know, he's a guy that could do tremendous work with the NXT guys to help them further along. Uh, Global Force could be a destination. But you wonder, uh, is he looking for that one last uh, big run, that la- one last maybe big contract, uh, just uh, look for the big uh, chunk of change to then head off into the sunset? Who knows? But a guy, you know, when you look at him, and I keep saying how old he is, and he is older for the business, however, he's still a great worker, like you said. I mean, between the ropes, he's not showing that he's 37 years of age. So it really depends on, you know, is it a guy? Is he a guy that is looking to spend another, you know, five to ten years in the business if, if he can stay healthy, or is he a guy that's looking for, Hey, maybe two or three years, and then I'm gonna I'm gonna hang it up. Remains to be seen. But again, all these contracts, all this movement in the business, uh, it's just very, very interesting. And uh, you know, it's one of those things where you know, it's funny, Dave. We do this show, and we do it once a week. And I'm not saying we're gonna do this, but with the way the news is coming out, the way contracts are changing, uh, all this stuff, all this programming that that's on. I mean, it's getting to a point where if you had the time and the wherewithal. You could do a show like this, uh, you know, once a day and have more than enough to talk about. So it, it's been really interesting, uh, you know, as of late, all the stuff that's going on, all the stuff behind the scenes uh, makes for makes our job a lot easier, finding stuff to talk about. 347-838-9815, that is the number to call. Let's go out to the phones. Not to be left in suspense any longer, but on the Facebook page, our survey on you know, where will Global Force Wrestling go? Where will it be? The one guy who knows how to answer a multiple-choice question. Let's get his full answer. Anthony is on the line. Anthony, how you doing this evening? What's up, guys? <laughs> you know, it was funny. When you when you brought that up, I actually went back and looked up, and I was like, wow, holy shit, I was the only one who answered the question. <laughs> <laughs> but um, uh, before I get into it, I hope you guys had a great Fourth of July weekend. One of my favorite holidays is about family and country and all that great stuff. So I hope you guys had a great weekend. But uh, oh, yeah, I almost weekend. thank you. You too. <laughs> but um, I almost answered the question with option C or Plan C. Um, 
but the wording uh, kind of got me away from it because it said, make Uncle Vince a little nervous. And I wouldn't say that, but I would say make him pay attention. Um, and that's why I went with option D. Um, and it's kind of like, it's almost like a fantasy booking thing when I look at it this way. And you guys know I've been very critical of TNA. And it's not because of the um, the performers, not because of the uh, the guys who wrestle for TNA. It's, it's more because of the booking, as you spoke about. But the match quality is actually good. Um, and I was watching the Beats of the East uh, uh, show on the uh, network the other morning. And uh, I'll be honest, I, I flipped it on because I wanted to watch Valor Owens. And I wanted to see Balor win, which he did. And I want, honestly, I wanted to see the uh, reaction of the uh, fans in Japan. Because I have this, it's like a weird thing of mine. I have this, um, I want to call it an obsession, but a, uh, a healthy respect for fans in Japan and the way they view this kind of stuff, whether it's wrestling or MMA. They have a healthy respect just for the work, just for the performance, just for the effort. And, you know, we spent a lot of time earlier this year after the Royal Rumble kind of with the crybaby stuff and all that. We don't need to get back into it. But getting to my point, uh, the fans of Japan, um, they almost don't care who wins. They want to see a good performance. They want to see a um, – they want to see entertainment. And I think if, to an extent, if us in the U.S., um, maybe not all the way, uh, because I do think some of the booking is a little bit insulting and a little bit of, hey, we're spending our money, uh, give us what we want. And I can almost see that point, but but I could see a scenario where uh, Ring of Honor has a great working relationship with New Japan Pro Wrestling. Uh, they have a big-time talent share situation, which anybody who's been watching this stuff knows about. And if I was Global Force and I was Jeff Jarrett, I would I would hitch my saddles to them, and I would put together a uh, some kind of force, even if you wanted to involve Lucha Underground. And again, it's more of a fantasy booking thing, but I would I, I would literally if you can buy out TNA and get that talent and just almost get rid of them and get rid of their booking. You know, make cut a deal with Destination. I mean, they're already um, committing basically six hours on Wednesday night to wrestling programming because they do Ring of Honor for an hour, then they do TNA for two hours, and then they replay it. So on their network, they're committing six hours on a Wednesday night to wrestling programming. And it's... And I understand it's an internet... You know, base network, but they're they're going up against NXT, which is popular enough that they're doing a show in the Barclays the night before uh, SummerSlam. So, I mean, it is it is challenging, but if you get that talent and you book it properly, and almost like the three companies combine their efforts and get all the talent together, I think it will work. And the only reason why I would disinvolved TNA from it is because Ring of Honor their their talent has 
they their talent seems to have no interest in working with TNA again. And there's a lot of crossover there. There's a lot of guys who have gone to TNA and come back. And it seems like there's a lot of hurt feelings or, I mean, listen, that's all locker room stuff. I don't, I don't want to get into it all of it. But they don't seem to be willing to work with TNA. So if, if Global Force and Ring of Honor and New Japan and, um, you know, maybe they could get a Lucha Underground involved, I'm not saying they can take over the wrestling world from WWE, but they can they can make a name for themselves, and they could at least make Vince pay attention. Because the type of wrestling that uh, most fans want to see is happening on these shows, and I don't want I don't even want to put Global Force in there yet because we really don't know what they are yet. But we see it in Ring of Honor, uh, we see it in New Japan, you see it in Lucha Underground for those who watch it. I mean, they're doing it with NXT to an extent, but, and, uh, you know, Dave, you and I spoke about this many times. Are they going to keep NXT with that indie-type feel, or are they going to see dollar signs? And by putting NXT in the Barclays, it's like the first step to making it another grand WWE promotion. Well... All right, as far as that goes, when they're putting it in the Barclays Center, from what I'm hearing, they're not going to open the whole arena to it. Um, they're, they're leaving the option open of adding more seating if it's a quick sellout. Right, from what I'm hearing, if they sell the tickets, so, you know they will. Uh, not necessarily. Not necessarily. Uh, I mean, how, like, I mean they, they, SummerSlam's the night before, okay? Right. Or SummerSlam's the night after, excuse me. So... How much money are you will? How much money you think somebody's willing to spend if you got two shows that are that should potentially be kick-ass shows in the same building back to back? What are you go, what, what are you going to go with the established brand? Are you going to go with something a little different? No, sorry to cut you off, but you're also talking about twenty. You know, let's let's just call it twenty thousand seats. Um, SummerSlam is expensive. And the other dynamic to all that, which is crazy, because I actually have tickets for the event, and it's going to be my first uh, live ROH, is doing a show where the uh, Brooklyn Cyclones, the Mets' single-A affiliate, plays yep. at the exact same time as NXT. <laughs> That's why WWE did that. That's why NXT did that, so they, so they, can, so they can possibly get some of those Ring of Honor fans to come watch their show at Barclays. But it's been, it's like they're, they're, if he's they're paying that, maybe I should have picked option C, because if he's paying that much attention already, I mean, is he really that worried about Ring of Honor having a big show the night before SummerSlam? No, no they're not No, they're not worried about Ring of Honor having a big show the night before SummerSlam. What WWE is trying to do, they're trying to, they're trying to corner the market on everything in wrestling. Like I said to you, they're trying to appeal to the indie fan now with NXT and with the guys that they sign and showcase on the NXT brand. They're not worried about Ring of Honor. They've been picking up talent from Ring of Honor. I mean, they, like they, you know, they they've been looking at some of the Ring of Honor guys. They want they want Adam Cole. They possibly want Jay Lethal. They're not worried about Ring of Honor. They just want to they want to brand WWE as the best wrestling all across the board. From you know sports entertainment to what you see on TV today, all the way down to NXT being better than the indie scene. 
Right, but I, they've also been turned down by the Briscoes. They've been turned down by the Young Bucks. I mean, all that money stuff, and I'm sure, you know, if money was greater, you know, who wouldn't go for the money? But it it, it at least it makes you wonder, uh, you know, where their head is at with all that stuff. You know, and, you know, Ken, you've brought this up many times, and hopefully uh, someday we do do a show on it, the whole racial thing in wrestling, and I don't want to get delved into it too much, but with Jay Lethal, with him uh, kind of gaining prominence with winning, winning the uh, Ring of Honor Heavyweight Championship, being the TV champion, uh, he did a article and um, he did an interview in Rolling Stone. You know, if they do sign Jay Lethal, you know, could this guy kind of break down that barrier and be the number one guy in wrestling as a uh, minority or black wrestler, Afro, Afro-American, whatever you want to call him. Um, you know, just, it's amazing. Like like you guys said, you could do a show almost every night with all the stuff that's going on in wrestling right now. And it, it's clear. I'm not sure Vince is worried, but he's obviously paying attention. Yeah, I mean, he's definitely paying attention. And, and I think, you know, to Dave's point, I think it's, you know, it's almost like the WWE and Vince and, you know, and everyone else involved just had this monopoly kind of mindset. And, uh, you, know, uh, you know, he knows what's going on. I just think that, that you know, they're a company that, um, you know, wants to corner the market. And, and they're just going to do whatever they can. And, uh, you know, they're, they're taking notice. I don't think they're nervous. But, uh, hey, you know, there's this group of, of a large fan base that we can label the independent wrestling fan or the IWC, whatever you want to call them. And uh, this percentage of the wrestling fan fandom is, is going to these other shows. Well, how can we bring them back into the WWE fold? And they're bringing those fans back through creating their own quote-unquote independent brand in NXT. Um, so, it, it, again, it's a very interesting... Um, time for the business that would be interesting to see if uh you know if lethal could be the guy to do that uh you know all that stuff and and you know not to delve into it it would make for an interesting roundtable kind of discussion but uh you know it's really what happens behind the scenes as far as uh you know why they're they're just this uh you know racist undertones in in the world of pro wrestling i mean you know and we've talked about it we've, we've talked about ron simmons on the show before i mean Talk about the first ever African American, uh, you know, major heavyweight champion, and it's 1992. Uh, we're talking about that, you know. We're not talking about 62. He's a great, guy. He's a great guy, by the way. I met him. He's awesome, that guy. So I mean, it, it, it's interesting when you look at that. So I mean, could Jay Lethal? I mean, I think Jay Lethal's got all the talent in the world. Uh, he's a guy that can go in the ring. Uh, he's got a good look, uh, and the guy can talk. So could he be a? a a main player in this business, a main player in the WWE. I don't see why not, uh, but he's he's got to be, you know, given the keys to the car and, and you know, let him go with it. And, and that remains to be seen if that will ever happen. Anthony, good good stuff tonight, good intriguing, thought-provoking stuff. Uh, look forward to talking to you next week. Have a great night. Uh, enjoy Raw, and we'll talk to you next time. All right, guys. Take care. Talk to you soon. Thanks, bud. Take it easy. I mean, like you know, talk about thought-provoking stuff. I mean, you can we can go into like racial stuff uh, in the world of pro wrestling uh, for hours. Uh, you know, definitely a, a thought-provoking topic. Uh, and again, probably you know, Dave, a, a topic we couldn't delve into here would have to be uh, specifically a show uh, dissecting that issue. So uh, 
let's let's get over that for a little, you know let's get off of that let's get back into you want to talk global force you want to talk tna you want to talk nxt uh contract situations you guys bring it and we're going to go back out to the phones we got tony on the line's been patient tony how you doing tonight i'm doing all right Okay, well, uh, so, you know, I wanted to ask you, you know, it's an interesting question that, that, that Tony actually brought up, uh, you know, bringing up Jay Lethal, and you're a big ROH guy. I mean, how far do you think uh, Jay Lethal could go if, if given, uh, you know, like I said, keys to the car, if he was given an opportunity to the WWE, uh, you know, how far do you think Jay Lethal could go? Um, I don't know, you know, it's like I say, it's all on how the booking goes, you know, it's like, I I think he could go, he could go far if they book him right, you know, you know, Vince thinks uh, the guy's got potential, which, you know, which, I mean, the guy is, the guy is really amazing, I've mentioned, you know, I mean, you said it before, you said it before, you know, it's like, the guy can, is great, he's great in the ring, the guy, the guy's a great promo, uh, I mean, it's like, I think he would do, you know, he would do really well on NXT, uh, uh, even though you know, like if, if they had brought him up to the main roster, I mean, I, I really think he could do a good job too. I mean, I, I, I don't know. I, I I think he could really deliver. You know, I mean, so far, I mean, we've seen Kevin Owens has been allowed to be, uh, you know, the, the character he was in ROH and you know before he got to WWE. I mean, if they let Jay Lethal, you know, be whatever, you know, like if it, if it, you know, like if it, they let him be like if he's like the the heel that he's mad, character that he is now in Ring of Honor, or if they, or if he's a you know. Uh, a, a, you know, a baby face that's booked the right. You know, it's, I, I, you know, I mean, I, I think he or any you know, like anybody, if the if the booking, uh, you know, like if the if the right guy, if you know, the right person behind the backstage can get, can, you know, I, I think anybody can get, uh, can be, can be, uh, can be out there, you know, can be pushing the top. I mean, it's I mean, again, I agree with you. I think he's a guy that's got all the talent in the world. I'd love to see him. Uh, um, you know, go go as far as as his his talent will take him. But uh, I just want to get your takes. I know you're a big ROH guy, so I'm sure you had stuff you wanted to talk about. So, so bring it, Tony. What do you got for us tonight? Good. Well, actually, for yeah, Austin Aries. From what I did here, I mean, for now he is done with TNA. For now, so um, I know he's going to be at that um, show in Vegas. He's going to be cutting a promo. I don't know what they're going to do. Uh, or what he's going to say? They might program maybe. I don't. I don't know. It's like I know he and Roger Strong were. I know they were team in TNA for a while. I don't know because I, I I've been watching Ring of Honor for about four years, so it's like I, I wasn't really watching back like when it started. But uh, I don't know. Maybe pair with him, pair Austin Aries with Roger Strong, uh, or maybe you know do them do them against the Addiction. I don't know. You know I mean, I think those would be good matches. Uh, I, but uh, yeah, you know, I've been you know, like I said, the the, the, uh, the TV. I mean, you know, it's like uh, that they uh, that they show. You know, it's on. Uh, you know, I of course watch it on Wednesday nights. Uh, it's you know, it, it's a it's a really it's a it's a really entertaining hour. You know, because it's, they got they, like I, like I mentioned, you know, but they have a lot of great. You know, it actually has the perfect mix with you know with sport, with the with the in ring stuff and the and the storyline. I think they really have they have the perfect blend. You know, it's like they give you the good storylines. And it's like they build up, to, you know, they build up to the to the matches really well. So so it's like you really get, you know, you, you really kind of get, you really kind of get hyped when you, you know, when, you know, when it's like time for, uh, you know, you know, so when it's, when the big match is gonna happen, you know, like when the like, you know, when the uh, best in the world, Jay Briscoe and Jay Lethal, the whole, you know, undisputed champion, you know, both titles on the line. Uh, they really, you know, they did a great job in in, in hyping that up, and and the match really was really. 
it, it was awesome. By the way, you know, I really enjoyed it. It was really fun. You know, it was really a fun job. Yeah, it was, it was a fun show. You know, like I was saying, you know, Ring of Honor always puts out, puts out a good product. And, you know, when they bring in the New Japan guys, too, uh, that's it's like it's really, really amazing stuff to watch, you know, because then you have guys like Tanahashi, Kushida, and, and, and those guys are just amazing to watch, you know. So it's like you, the, the, the talent change with New Japan and ROH, is, is, I think, is really, really benefiting, you know, the fans and Obviously, both companies too. I mean, I think it's. I think every, uh, everyone, everyone's winning, winning with this one, with the talent exchange with those two. Would you want? Do you want to see ROH get involved with Global Force? I don't know. I mean, it's, that'd be a little kind of. I, I don't know what they do there. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't mind see, you know, like seeing um, some some of these guys, you know, like some of the ROH guys show up on a. Well, Moose has already been on a, a couple of the shows anyway. He's been on there already. Uh, but I don't know. Yeah, it's like the, the global force is like, from what I'm saying, most of it is like guys who were, you know, it's like guys who were on the TNA, who were in TNA already, like, you know, like, um, I know, like Matt Morgan and uh, Hernandez is back in TNA with the BDC. But uh, I don't know. I mean, it's like, I, I mean, yeah, with, with global force, I don't know what Jeff's going to do, what uh, Jeff Jarrett's going to do. Uh, you know, like I said, buy out TNA, uh, possibly, I don't know. But I mean, when he came out that on Impact, that, on that live impact, that was that was like a real like I I, I was shocked. I, I just did not expect that coming. But uh, you know, as far as with the, like Ring of Honor and Global Force, I mean, I I wouldn't mind it. I wouldn't mind that either. You know, I mean, you know, I, I mean, I don't know, you know, like who I'm not really familiar with who he's got. You know, who Jared's got on the uh, Global Force roster. I mean, I know he's got like Chris Masters. He's had Moose on the he had Moose on a few shows. He's, I mean, that's how he actually has had the Bullet Club guys. You know, the Bucks. And uh, Carl Anderson and Doc Gallows, um, who who were also with uh, Ring of Honor, who who've been Ring of Honor too. But uh, I don't know. Yeah, I, mean, I wouldn't mind. Yeah, like I wouldn't mind seeing some some ROH guys show up on Global Force or whatever Global Force guys show up on on ROH. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm all, I'm all for whatever. I'm all for any for. I'm all for it. It's definitely like a really, you know, I know I keep saying, but a really intriguing, uh, you know, period of time uh, in in the world of pro wrestling, and uh, to see like these companies potentially uh, exchanging talent and, and where that might go uh, is really interesting and, and exciting as a fan. Uh, you know, we're going to get into this in a little bit, but I, I kind of wanted to get your take on this. Um, you know, we put it up on the Facebook, and and you watch a ton of wrestling. You watch it, you know, you watch ROH as well as WWE and TNA and everything. Um. I'm curious, we put up there, you know, I mean, Rolling Stone, and this is why we're going to talk about this in the show, Rolling Stone did an article, um, you know, that they they believe Kevin Owens to be uh, the wrestler of the year so far. Um, I'm curious your thoughts, and we're going, it's not just WWE, across the board, uh, if, you know, the halfway mark in 2015, who would you uh, give the nod as far as wrestler of the year? I would probably have to go with either Jay Lethal or AJ Styles. You know, because those guys have really been like, putting out some great matches. I, you know, I think those two are like you know, like two of the best in the world right now. So I would say probably like one of them, maybe. Interesting. I, you know, I, I I could not argue with that. Uh, those are two uh, two guys that I think you know. I wrote down a bunch of guys that I thought uh, would be candidates for wrestler of the year uh, at the halfway point, and uh, those two were both on my list. So. Uh, can't argue with that. Good stuff, Tony, as always. Thanks a lot for the phone call, and uh, 
we'll talk to you next week. Take it easy, brother. You do. Thanks, Steve. And let's stick with the phones. We got, like, the phones are blowing up tonight, and we got... We got the one and only. Ladies and gentlemen, it is Mike Ferrara. Mike, how you doing this evening? Good, guys. How are you? Doing all right. What do you, you know, we're talking. It's 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 been kind of a, a potpourri, if you will. Uh, different topics, different uh, contracts floating around. A uh, little TNA, a little Global Force, a little ROH, a uh, little WWE. Uh, whatever you got for us, bring it, bring it strong. What do you want to talk about? Well, first off, I want to wish you guys a happy Fourth of July. Thank you, sir. As well to you. Thank you. Yes. Uh, what do you call it? it? Was a nice Fourth of July. It was nice. Waking up at 5 o'clock in the morning, uh, you know, um, before my big run, you know, because I work out a lot lately. And, uh, you know, and it was great, you know, getting being able to watch um, some good wrestling. As as uh, as you guys, what they were talking about it before, I heard that one of the callers mentioned, I think it was Anthony, he mentioned it. And uh, I tell you, Jericho, Neville, stole the show. As much as as much as that match um, with Balor and Kevin Owens, and I know I have a lot of friends in the in the in, you know independent industry, and they were going crazy over this match, but I have to say Jericho looked like he was the Lionheart that everyone knew when he was you know back years ago in Japan. So my hats off to Jericho and Neville. You know Jericho still has it, and Neville uh, just an excellent guy, and he'll and he'll get better and and. Uh, just an all-in-all great show. The commentary was great. I mean, Byron, Byron, Byron Saxton and Michael Cole, excellent. You know, it's just one of those. It made me feel like I was watching one of those super shows years ago from from when WCW used to do it from Japan. You know, about Japan. It's interesting that you say that because you know we we've been critical a lot on this show about the commentary, and uh, you know I gotta admit I I, I like look. Again, no one's going to confuse him with Jim Ross, but I, I like how Byron Saxton is, is evolving. I feel like he's getting better and better. And, uh, you know, as far as some of the commentating we've seen in, in recent years, I, I'm kind of starting to enjoy him. And we've said before, like, in the right circumstances, you know, Michael Cole's got some talent. It just seems like at times uh, he's bogged down with uh, silly little bickering and, and stuff with the uh, with the with his, his cohorts at the uh, commentating cool. table. But, uh you know, I like what I'm hearing out of Byron Saxton, and hopefully he'll continue to to evolve and get better and better. But uh, full disclosure, honestly, I didn't watch all of Beast from the East, and and uh, I've heard great things, Jericho Neville. I didn't watch that match. I did see the Balor uh, um, Owens match. I thought that was a great match, and I, I did see the dismantling of of New Day. But I'm definitely gonna have to catch all the <laughs> matches. Um, at some what, point soon, I'm sorry but, to interrupt you. Did you say the dismantling of New Day? It looked like, you know what it looked like to me? Like WWE brought talent enhancement jobbers <laughs> and jobbers back. I mean, I felt bad for Kofi. I mean, the whole thing, you know, that that's like, you know, that's crazy to think that. This this is your whole show. Your whole show was, was you know, was, your whole show was based on the beast of what was going to happen. Brock. Lesnar and Paul Paulie Heyman Paul Heyman they need to go go out to Japan. He sent the beast out by himself, and uh, the beast dismantles uh, 
the new day and shook everything. It was it was funny, but it was almost like watching Saturday morning talent enhanced. It was like, did, you know, would, would Kofi do something spectacular? He got he got suplexed a thousand times. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely uh, entertaining. So I'm curious, Dave, because you watched the whole event. So what would be your match of the night? Are you there, Dave? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were talking to Mike. My my match of the night, as far as the Tokyo special goes, I would. I mean, Neville and Jericho was a great match. I thought Balor and uh, Owens was a great match. I, that would be my match of the night. I loved how they had throughout the night it showed the little vignettes on Balor, um, being you know the, his history as Prince Devitt. Spent eight years in Japan for New Japan Pro Wrestling. I loved how they just kind of built up that story with him up until match time. And overall, it was just a great match. I loved, you know what I loved, and, and we, I've seen it more since I've been starting to watch Ring of Honor, is the, uh, the the whole ribbon throwing thing. And they threw the ribbons in the ring, and then the, the Geisha girls had the flowers, and they gave the flowers to Balor, Balor and Owens, and Owens chucked the flowers and really drew some good heat because Japanese wrestling fans, some traditions in, in when they, with wrestling, Japanese wrestling, they treat it like it's a sport. You know, if you notice some of the uh, the, uh, the crowd reactions, some of them were very American crowd reactions that you would see, but others were just very, like, respectful. They clapped if guys did a certain sequence of moves, and, and they even clapped if they just did, like, one move, and they were somewhat quiet in some parts of each match, and they, they take their traditions with respect towards the business very seriously, so... Um, I love the touch when Owens just threw the flowers out of the ring. I thought that was pretty cool. And drew himself a great amount of heat. And uh, overall, I just thought the match was awesome and a good story told for uh, for, for Balor winning the NXT title. Yeah, the, the only match really, I mean, that I really didn't like was the tag team match. It was uh, it was kind of bland to me. I mean, you know, me seeing, I mean, Kane and, and Kane out there with Barrett against Ziggler and... Um, you know, um, John Cena. The only complaint I have is Ziggler. Does, well, does anybody in the WWE know how to do a DDT anymore? <laughs> it was like, can you, can you know, can you really show me a DDT? Put on a DDT the right way. You know, it's just like, it's just like you could tell. You know, you could tell they were really um, reaching. And I loved Dolph Ziggler, but I just when I see a DDT, it's it, it, it's just not being put on the the right way. And it's funny, man, because like the you know, it's, it, I, I just listened to uh, the uh, podcast with Austin and Heyman, which is really good, and uh, you know, they talked about the DDT and that, and, and uh, you know, the DDT is slowly like becoming a a throwaway move, uh, where it was uh, one of the more devastating finishers, uh, you know, when Jake the Snake was using it. So it's a uh, well, it's interesting the uh, the the quote unquote no selling of, of the DDT as well as uh, the actual. Uh, Performing the moves, so, um, you know, it's, it's it's interesting stuff surrounding the DT as well as other moves. But um, I'm curious, uh, Mike. We we're talking a lot about talent and uh, different companies and guys moving. Um, you know, what are your thoughts on Global Force and and what Jeff Jarrett uh, may be doing as far as uh, revolutionizing the wrestling industry? Well, the one thing that's very interesting about that right there, you know, with Jeff Jarrett, um, you know, everybody remembers Jeff Jarrett. You know, was the laughing stock when uh, you know when McMahon basically told him, you know, Jarrett, 
you're that's it for you. You're fired. You know when when the whole deal came on because everybody remembers what Jared did to Vince. You know, basically holding him up for money. And then Jared went, and then Jared went, and he did the deal with TNA, and it, you know it looked good on paper. You know, and then you know let's face it, let's face it, TNA got laying over their head like a lot of companies do because it costs. You know. It, it, when you start dishing out that money, it costs a lot of money. My point of the whole thing is this: I like the, the I like the I like the concept of global force wrestling. I like I just hope it stays that way. I listen to you know I I like the you know if they can get on a network you know and and the TV deal. I would love to I would love to watch global force wrestling. Um, you know, however. I am happy about what, what ROH did. You see, ROH turned down TNA. ROH doesn't want nothing to do with TNA. And you know what? I agree with ROH because ROH is on to their own. But if Global Force Wrestling can do something with, with you know, if they could work together, I mean, God bless them. I mean, you know, uh, I know Kevin Matthews wrestled Moose and, uh, and I, and I, in, in Tennessee, and I heard that was a really good match. I actually, you know... I, it was, it was it's crazy to know a lot you know I know a lot of the, these guys and it's more food for them too like you guys were talking about with Jay Lethal Jay Lethal's been on the rise Jay Lethal's been on the rise since he stepped into Jersey All Pro Wrestling and Jay Lethal's continued continued to rise as, as much as these promoters will let them rise like you were talking about the keys to the car you know anybody can have the keys to the car but they need direction so I I uh. So with this whole situation, I don't know, Destination America will look very funny. <laughs> you know, it's like, wow, all of a sudden, I never even heard of Destination America until, you know, it's like years ago with Spike. Didn't even know Spike existed until Monday Night Raw was on their network. They just need to, you know, screw it with Destination America, change it to, like, something with wrestling in the title, and just make it a wrestling network. And let all yeah, isn't that crazy? A, a wrestling network to compete with the wrestling network. And then you guys, they were talking about uh, Anthony, who's awesome. I mean, the guy is just a great guy. I love Anthony. Anthony was talking about, you know, the whole NXT stuff and the Barclay stuff and the whole deal. You know, it's funny because... You know, now we now we're gonna have we're gonna have to pepper it in. We're gonna have the ROH, we're gonna have the NXT, um, and we're gonna have we're also gonna have Pro Wrestling Syndicate. It's gonna be coming out of Sayreville, New Jersey. It's gonna come out of Starland Ballroom. So you know who's the winner right here? The fans are the winners. And you know what? I agree with Dave. By the way, I definitely agree with Dave on on the fact of um, you know on the fact that. The WWE is giving you three three nights in the Barclays Center. You're getting you're getting SummerSlam, you're getting Monday Night Raw, and then you're getting NXT. So for for I mean you know unless that place is packed with really really diehards, I don't see NXT being packed. So but but you know what NXT is on the rise. You know watch out. But there's just the fan. I think the fan value is. I think the fans win on this, and uh, I'm I'm excited. I mean, wrestling for everybody. It means that everybody can watch anything. I mean, it's great. It's great for business. I mean, hey, you know, and that's another thing they were talking about before about Vince is nervous. Vince ain't nervous. Vince doesn't have to be nervous. The only time that Vince has to be nervous is if he if, if he goes out of wrestling. Vince, 
stay in wrestling. You do good. You know, you go out of wrestling. It's like it's 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 like one of my my good friends told, said. Vince is a great guy, but he can't survive out of out of out of, out of wrestling's waters. Yeah, you bring up a really uh-huh. good point. I mean, you know, and we've said for a long time, you know, when it comes to wrestling, competition, you know, competition is what's best for wrestling, and competition, uh, ultimately, the fans win. And like David stated, you know, it's not, we're never going to see, like, anything like the Monday Night Wars again. However, we are seeing, um, you know, the advent of new mediums to, to view pro wrestling. We're seeing a lot right. of new companies, we're seeing the independent scene, and so... What we're seeing is a, a different form of competition. We're seeing the independents competing with each other. We're seeing companies competing for TV spots. We're seeing the WWE wanting to corner the market on the independent style and creating NXT and trying to build that brand and, and uh, being you know focused on building that brand, which, again, it, it's not a competition as far as uh, company versus company and, and who's going to win like the Monday Night Wars. But everyone's competing for at least a a, a seat at the table, uh, so to speak, a, a slice yeah. of the pie, um, whatever other Ooh. crazy metaphor I can come up with. But uh, uh, I think that's what we're seeing right now. And ultimately, Mike, it's an excellent point. Uh, when yeah. when the, the environment is like this, the fans win. Right, and, that, and that's the ultimate thing. Um, By the way, I want to talk something about something else you guys are talking about in the beginning of the show, something that's very near and dear to my heart, which is tough enough, you know, and independent wrestling, everybody knows I'm, I'm, I love independent wrestling. My, my best friend turned me on to it. I, I'm in the business with the independents. I'll tell you this right now, Patrick Clark, great wrestler, seen the guy wrestle a thousand times, great wrestler. He is the guy, in my opinion, not and not and not because I know him, not because I know him. It, it, yes, it makes it sweeter because you, when you know the guy, yes, but not because I not because I know him. I think he deserves it. If you watched, you watched the second show. Both of you guys watched it, right? Yes. Okay. The reason why the guy takes excellent bumps. The back bumps, the dive bumps, because he's a wrestler. He's a pro wrestler. He's not. He's not a guy who wrestles the alligators. He's not a guy who doesn't know anything about the history. You know what everybody was saying about you know, and and that's what you know. You have to. You really. I, I think they should do this more often. Screen these more often because anybody, if they had an independent people from, if they're looking for all these guys from independent wrestlers. You know what? This is what it is to be. This is why people, you know what? You're tough enough, but you know what? You're tough enough when you do the wrestling. And you know what? I want to see more independent wrestlers get in here. So far, I really haven't seen too many. I mean, Patrick Clark, that guy bar none. When Hulk Hogan said, you know, yeah, you know, you should know who Andre is. Of course you should know who Andre is. I mean, that's 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 like me trying to be a baseball player, and I don't know who Mark McGuire is. Yeah, I mean, I couldn't agree with you more. And to be honest with you, he's really the only guy that, you know, right now he's the only guy that I look at that deserves even a sniff at, at, at winning that contract. So uh remains to be seen, but I agree with you. I think he's he's the guy to beat right now as far as I'm concerned. Mike, you brought it this week. Great phone call. Thanks a lot for the call. Yeah. And uh, look forward look to talking for- to you next week, I brother. look forward to talking to you guys next week because, you know, we, we also have Battleground coming up. You know, what's going to go on? Tonight on Monday Night Raw, I can't wait to see that. But I just hope Monday Night Raw is 
as good as uh, as good as wrestling's been lately. I gotta tell you, I can't really complain about the product. I never do, really. I love the product and the business. But uh, you guys have a great week, Dave. Man, it's it's great talking to you, my brother. Great talking to you. Talk to you later, man. Thanks a lot, Mike. You got it. You have it, Mike Ferrara. Good stuff today from Mike Ferrara. And we're like, stick with the phones. You guys have been awesome today. We're gonna go back out to the phones. We got Rocky on the line. Rocky, how you doing this evening? How's it going, Ken? Doing all right. Bring it. What do you got for us? Well, uh, I'd like to go to a couple of questions that were brought on uh, the Ken Reedy Show on Facebook. A couple of interesting questions up there to answer. Uh, the first one being, six months down in t- 2015, who's the rest of the year? And I've heard some names thrown out there. heard Lethal uh, and a couple of the names that are up on the thread. You have Bray, uh, AJ Styles, but and... Full disclosure, I haven't kept up on my TNA and ROH and AAA and all the other federations, just mainly watching uh, WWE at this point. But with that being said, and it's a close, it's a close uh, call for me because Seth Rollins has done great this year. I think he is definitely fitting the mold of the of the Weasley heel champion, and he's been doing good stuff on the mic and in the ring. But and I'm I'm sure the the IWC in general would probably eviscerate me for the answer, but I'm gonna have to say John Cena, and here's my argument why. If you remember, Ken, in the beginning of this year, we there was chatter about the U.S. title and how insignificant it's becoming, and maybe they're gonna merge it with the IC. And when it actually when it happened, when they dropped the belt to Cena, and you had Daniel Bryan with the IC. Everyone kind of did a collective, you know, good, you know, great idea. Well, let's elevate these belts. Now, it's sad that Bryan had to get bit by the injury bug, but we go to Cena. Not only has Cena elevated the belt, but every single wrestler that Cena has wrestled in his open, uh, open U.S. title belt challenge, you know. He, you couldn't ask for better getting over for anyone who's wrestled him. As a matter of fact, this morning on WWE.com, they had uh, you know the five best uh, open challenge matches, that, and he really has elevated the game of not only himself, and I'm sure a lot of the IWC is going to give that credit to Kevin Owens or whatever, but I don't care who you put in the in the ring with Cena. Cena is going to elevate his game, and he's going to elevate the game of whoever steps between the roles for them. What do you think? You know, it's funny because I, I I lean towards John Cena as well. Um, I know that, you know, the Rolling Stone. We decided to talk about this on the show, and we posted on Facebook because Rolling Stone did an article, and and they gave it to uh, Kevin Owens, and and I really appreciate what Kevin Owens is doing, and and I do think that. You know, when it's all said and done at, at the end of the year, um, you know, we, we we may be looking at a, uh, you know, a Kevin Owens as wrestler of the year in 2015. However, I just don't think the body of work is there uh, right now. I know he's done some great stuff in NXT. He's just came up to the main roster. When, when I look at uh, June, and we're going at the midway point, a guy on the WWE roster that did not have a match at WrestleMania, um, I have a tough time giving him Wrestler of the Year at this point. I, 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 again, it, it's close. 
I look back at the Royal Rumble, the Triple Threat match, Cena, Rollins, and uh, Lesnar, and those are three guys that I'd honestly, uh, you know, they'd be uh, three of my candidates uh, before I'd even start thinking about Owens. It's tough for me to give Lesnar Wrestler of the Year. However, he's been a major force in the WWE, a major force in uh, wrestling as a whole. And like you said, I mean, Rollins' is heel work, being the chicken shit heel champion, and, and winning it at the main event at WrestleMania definitely, uh, you know, puts Rollins to me at, at, at you know, a, a major candidate. Guys outside the company, a Jay Lethal and AJ Styles, both would be candidates for me in EC3 in TNA. But when I look at the matches that John Cena's had over the course of the year, when he when I think about him starting the ma- starting the year uh, as part of that triple threat match, how he's elevated the U.S. title, like you said, how he's elevated other talent. Um, you know, I, I just, to me... And I and I agree with you. I think the IWC would would scoff scoff, and uh, they're probably all turning off the show right now. But uh, yeah, I'd have to lean towards John Cena again. I think Owens will be a candidate for Wrestler of the Year come December. Uh, but at this point, um, I'd have to go uh, with the John Cena. Taking nothing away, I think Owens' work has been uh, stellar since he's come up to the main roster. But I just don't think the body of work is there for me to give him. Uh, the wrestler of the year. What do you think, Dave? I mean, you could, you know, Owens is a name you could throw out there. Cena, I would, I would tend to agree. Um, Brock Lesnar, Seth Rollins. Um, somebody mentioned Bray Wyatt. I really think 2015 has not been a great year for him. Um, it started off strong with, uh, you know, uh, with with the build up towards WrestleMania with Undertaker, but I think they dropped the ball, in my opinion, on that. Um, at WrestleMania and then moving forward. You know, was, he had one month with Ryback. The stuff he's been doing with Reigns has been good so far, but I wouldn't put him in that category. I, I would, If I were to narrow it down, Rollins, Cena, Lesnar, Owens, um, I'd even go as far as, like Tony said earlier, Styles and Jay Lethal, EC3 from TNA. Um, I was not a big fan of him when they brought him in. I was like, this is an NXT jobber that they're trying to make into a big deal, and they've taken two years, and the best thing that that company has done has invested their time into making him a big deal on their television show, and he and they've made me a believer that he could be a main event wrestler in a, in at least in TNA, and I think he, you know, with his win, with his victory over Angle, um, you know, last week on Impact. I would have to put him up there. I mean, he's just been consistently the best thing on their program so far. I mean, you could list a few other guys, too, but it's hard to say. I do agree with your point, Ken. If you didn't have a match on WrestleMania, um, I, I wouldn't go as far as saying being the wrestler of the year, but I think Owens deserves at least a nomination just for the fact that of, of how fast he has risen in a, in a period of time in the climate of WWE, because if you take a look at him, he's got indie wrestler written all over it. He is every fat indie wrestler's dream of wearing a t-shirt and gym shorts. It's true. It's true. Every fat indie wrestler out there, with all due respect to those guys out there, he is every fat indie wrestler's dream, okay? They aspire now. If they look at Kevin Owens and they say, well, that guy can get over wearing a t-shirt and gym shorts from Dick's Sporting Goods, then so can I, okay? So, yeah, he's gotten over because of that, okay? And, and to me, that's why I think he deserves a nomination. Um, 
So you, you can go off and list a few other guys, but those are the ones that come to mind to me. Yeah, I, I, I can't argue that at all. And, again, the, re- the reason I lean towards Cena is simply, be- simply because of what Cena has brought to the table. And sometimes that, all that is is history. Just having that extensive, the extensive past that Cena does has enabled him to be in that running for today. As far as uh, as far as the other point I wanted to make uh, for your other question, Global Force Wrestling. Now, would I like to see Global Force Wrestling, you know, take off and give WWE a run for his money? Absolutely. Like the point you brought up, Ken. Uh, competition breeds better wrestling. It was true for the Monday Night Wars. It was true for when ECW was around. And one could hope. Now, let, let's let's be perfectly honest. Is anyone going to bridge that Grand Canyon-like gap? It will take a miracle. But to uh, Jeff Jarrett's, you know, credit, he does have some great guys on his roster. You know, you're looking at the at Bobby Roode. You're looking at Sheldon Benjamin. Sheldon Benjamin's always been one of my favorite guys. Uh, Chris Saban. You know, does does he have? Does he have the individual chemicals to make a great explosive mixture? He does. Now, we have to see how he mixes them, and let's see if they either peter out or actually make something that, that gives us a good bang. I agree. You know, the, the jury is out, but, again, I think as a fan, you get really excited about the potential of what he could be bringing because that is a, a solid, stellar roster. Always a pleasure, Rocky. Thanks a lot. Good stuff again tonight, and uh, look forward to talking to you next week. All right. Thanks, guys. Take it easy, brother. And they had a – wow, you know, Dave, I mean, we got a minute left. The callers, they, they brought it tonight. Good stuff. I, I'm enjoy, I've enjoyed it. You know, the past couple of weeks we've, you know, we, we've been more a very heavy WWE show, but covering just about everything on this show, I, I love it. I think it's great. It really freshens it up. And thank you to the callers. Good stuff. And the one thing i got to say I'm most excited about on Twitter, uh, about four hours ago, we did see hashtag Chicago at WWE, hashtag Raw, beware, hashtag the beast is coming, and I'm ready to burn up the mic tonight, hashtag eat, sleep, promo, repeat. And that's from Paul Heyman on Twitter about four hours ago. So always a treat when uh, Heyman is on the microphone. So looking forward to that tonight. Again, cannot thank the callers enough for bringing it. This fine evening, it is time for Monday Night Raw. Insane! This this 90 minutes just flew by. You guys enjoy Raw. Check out the Facebook thread on Raw. For Dave, I am Ken. Good night, everybody. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.